I'm sitting here in my studio and I'm totally changing it around. It was a office. Like it just felt like an office. I would come in and work and just do my thing. I can't say that the space itself nurtured me creatively. I don't think I even allowed that idea to enter my head for a long time. And I was kind of stupid. That was all part of the hyper-focus. So now I'm turning this into a, a space I can come into and feel good in. Feel, and be, feel as though there's a calmness to it. A nurturing sensation. I don't turn on my overhead fluorescent lights anymore. My windows are newly tinted. I had to keep my blinds closed at all times because the old tints let all this heat in and my oven just became an I mean my office became an oven. It would get so hot in here. I'd have to open my door and have a fan try to pull cold air into it. So now I have these new tints, and it doesn't heat up at all. So I can open up my blinds all the way now and let light in. It's dark. It's as if my, uh, my studio has sunglasses on. But it lets in some light. I don't have to have the fluorescence on. Those, those suck souls. And my soul isn't being sucked by that. I've got these nice little string lights running along my ceiling. i got a nice new chair. I want to get plants. Lots of plants. I want it to have a feel like a jungle in here almost. I want the oxygen. I want the life. I just want this place to just be awesome. I think I've said this. I just listen to music when I work now. That's totally new. And I'm realizing how therapeutic music is for me. I was having a stressful day last week. I had too much I scheduled into a day, and I can own that. But my kids needed to go all over the place. I had stuff I had to do, and I had to get work done. My phone broke. My car broke down. It's just a day. And it was all starting to pile up in my head. And I just put on some music, and I played it loud. And I just let it get into me, and it totally changed my mood. And I'm noticing that daily that's happening, where it lifts me up. It's like medicine. I fucking love it. I've been, I've been doing it wrong for too long. So, um, sorry. My daughter's texting me. So yeah, now I'm, I'm doing it right. And this all gets back to me figuring out, you know, making new schedules for myself, cleaning up all the little messes I've made and building a fresh new way to be. So I'm on the path. Uh, this episode here was recorded in Italy. And... Uh, Sorry, yawned. Um, in Bologna, in the lobby of a hotel we were staying in. 
There was a lot of construction going on outside we thought might affect it, but I think it sounds okay. Um, but this is, look, man, you got to roll with it. This is a good talk. Um, me, Jeff DeCal, Matteo Scalera, and Eric Kennedy. And uh, by th- this was towards the end of the trip. And um, we had been together a lot. I think I was the punching bag in the morning, as will happen. So I think we start off there, but we had a really good talk. And when I say punching bag, I mean, we were just having fun. Um, yeah, so uh, we recorded for a good bit, and then we were running late to meet Matteo Loli in Bologna, who is taking us to his favorite pasta place. Oh, my God, the food in Italy is so good. I had such a great time. This was a great trip, so I'm glad to have recorded this and captured that. Um, it was pretty fucking awesome. I don't. I remember we hadn't heard from Dave Johnson in a long time now. Like, we got to the hotel... It was like afternoon, and we all checked in our rooms. We had a dinner with Kim Jong-gi that night. And then Dave went to bed. And I remember I gave him his annex. He just needed to sleep. But we were waiting in the lobby for him, and he wasn't there. We called him. We had to leave without him. We just hadn't heard from him. It was like... Two o'clock, we were finishing lunch. We still had a from Sorry. We were getting worried. Um, we called the hotel's front desk and asked them to leave a message for him to call us immediately when he got it. And then he did. He just, he slept for a long-ass time. I mean, Xanax knocked him out, but he just needed some sleep. This was after Venice, and Venice was a, just a lot in a short period of time. So aren't you glad you heard that completely uninteresting story? Sean, I thought you were a storyteller. You're right. That could have been a lot more exciting. But it wasn't. So why don't I shut the fuck up? And why don't we just get into this episode of Ink Pulp Jr.? Enjoy it. And thank you. Because if you're hearing this, it means you're subscribing to my Patreon. And that means I'm really grateful. It also means you're pretty fucking awesome. So enjoy. We'll start there. Just one more question. We'll start there. Mateo, would you like to tell everyone what it's like <laughs> to travel with me? What it's like to Sean? Yeah, what is the Sean? The Seaning. I have a new word. We just invented a new word, which okay. is shawning. <laughs> so basically, it comes out that Sean has a real problem with excitement. <laughs> Someone call it passion. Yeah, like as okay. Let's put it politely. No, don't so put as, it as Ninika, as Ninika said, like out of ten new things. Normal people get excited by, let's say, one or two. You get excited by eight of them. So it's too much ex- excitement at one time, so you cannot handle that. And you start 
busting people balls about it. <laughs> <laughs> the last part wasn't the polite version. I have a childlike version. enthusiasm. <laughs> I have a childlike enthusiasm, and I think so it's, you it's start a wonderful thing. asking like I question, think, like okay. machine gun style. Like that's accurate. So, Mateo, what is this thing? So, so Mateo, what is that? So how does that taste like? I like that like, voice. That's his I like voice. That. You haven't heard that? That's no. the remender, large Mateo voice so, of me. Even when I'm at the phone, I'm doing something else. You keep like Mateo, Mateo, what is this? What is that? So that's called shawning. So we have a new term. I don't today. think you're doing it to be rude. No, I'm absolutely. Not. Not you don't even see. It just comes off as rude. Yeah. But if you if you know you, you're just kind of like, man, everything is exciting the fuck out of Sean right now. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, I'm happy for you. No, you're not. But no, I'm happy for no, really, you because don't. you don't you don't see it. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm happy for you because a you're experiencing something brand new, and uh, like you said, your passion and enthusiasm overwhelms what your your normal demeanor is. But in the moment where like somebody takes Sean off that fucking sugar, <laughs> so now to explain the Seaning. Anytime we're in the middle of something, and like let's say we're talking, and somebody goes, "Oh, hey, so is this the story?" The blah blah blah. Like, uh, calm down. Don't shawn me right now. Right. Quit right. shawning me. Right. We're talking. Right. Like Do you adults. think this noise is covering everything that we um, see? No, this seems pretty incredible. Oh, okay. I'm I'm wondering about that. Mm -hmm. But I recorded one of these outside in New York with Wando at a bar, mm -hmm. and there was lots of other noise, and it seemed to sit in the background pretty good. Uh -huh. That construction might be kind of annoying, but my audio guy might be able to separate that okay. a little bit. So you know what guy. we might do? Like, when we get to Bologna, I'll keep this, and when we get to the center, I'll turn it on suddenly when he doesn't know, and when he starts like, Oh, Mateo, what is that good thing called? No, I'm Mateo. So what time are you going to I'm afraid to ask questions now. No, you don't have to. It's funny. That's to the us, part like, that trips me up. Is like we made you aware of it, and now you're like ultra-sensitive. Yeah. You're not saying don't do it, or we're saying... No, like, I mean, we're, able, we're adults. We're able to defend ourselves, so whenever I see that it's too much, yeah, I'll tell if you. if I do so it, I'm just opening myself up to a public beating now. No, no, no it's not a public beating. You're, it's you're among friends right yeah, yeah like I said if it's friends if it's other people <laughs> yeah friends in quotes if it's other people we're the first one to defend you but because yeah. it's us yeah. right yeah no you're that right about that okay. you're my brethren I'm sorts I'm your brother you're my fratello these are not your brother <laughs> I have my fratello jacket you see how it looks like alright uh, someone wanted me to ask you something Mateo Oh, we're, uh, is it live? No. No, no, no. Ah, okay. Any questions for Sean to ask? You. Just one. This is like, like I said, it's a bonus episode. Yeah. So one of the page, like if you, yeah, if you subscribe, month, you can. Yeah. Um, I, if you want to ask a question, I'll yeah. ask it. So, um, this is for everybody. Um, how does Sean's cock taste like? <laughs> what does Sean's cock taste like? Tastes <laughs> <laughs> like garbage. Garbage. Piece of garbage. Um, tastes like uh, watermelon aloe. <laughs> with a hint of cucumber. And I've had a, a full bottle too. With an aftertaste. 
off <laughs> six years ago. Of six what? years old. <laughs> God. That's so. Oh, all right. <laughs> Let's get back to the question here. The subtle notes of, of uh, hints. lemon. What subtle hints of uh, the lemon and thyme? What's that fucking lemon drink? Limoncello. Thing? Oh, limoncello. Limoncello. <laughs> All right, what are the differences you've noticed in doing shows in different countries as opposed to the States? Now, this is new to me, so I can't uh, right. really answer Well, that. actually, like, this show is, is structured differently than a, than a normal, than a standard European show. What's different about this show? Because we have the Artist Alley, which is not Oh, something. they don't typically have that. No, we're starting to have it. We started to have them, like, in this last, I would say, five years. Most maybe, like maybe more than five years, but top like ten years tops, and it's uh, because we took it from you. We took this thing from you. So what was it before? What did artists do before? Basically, like the center, in a uh, like <laughs> a comic book convention in Europe is usually uh, made for for publishers to sell to actually sell their books. Right. Like in the states, like. Publishers like Marvel or DC, they just promote themselves. Right. They're not there to sell comics. They do that in comic book shops. Right. But especially in Italy, like a show, like Luca, big show like Luca, yeah. is an occasion for them, a chance to then to sell a lot of stuff. So they want to promote the shit out of the books. So one way to do it is to invite the authors of the book that they publish. Oh, so it's just so like basically, signings? Yeah, you, you're a guest and you get you know, everything is paid for, if you're lucky enough. And uh, and basically, in return, you sit down at their table at certain times a day just to do free signings for whoever buys the book and normally it comes with a signature and sometimes a sketch like most of the time a, sketch, a free sketch okay. in the book okay so there's no opportunity to make money for the artist in general it wasn't like that you basically don't make any money but you don't spend any money so you have no investment and you're just a guest so you get you know get everything's paid for so they take you if you're a nice publisher they take you to good restaurants, they maybe Wine they yeah they, they you know they they keep you for another couple of days before or after the show to visit the city, so it's a different you know it's a totally different approach to the show. Right. You know, while in the states it's more business uh, oriented and you gotta you make an investment because uh-huh. sometimes you have to pay for your flight, your hotel sometimes. Right. And you gotta make money there. You gotta be at the table, and that's your table, and you sell your stuff in there. You know? So, how did the public adjust to now that there's an artist alley? Are they spending money on artwork at these shows? Well, it's still like at first it was weird because they didn't understand. For them, like a book comes with a sketch, like that's the normal thing. Right. Sometimes people will ask just for a sketch without even buying a book. Because for you, it was just funny, you know? You draw. It's, right. it's funny. I'm, I'm doing you a favor asking for you to draw for me, you know? Oh, right. But uh, lately, it's been different, and people are starting to understand what's a commission, and uh, that you got to pay for it, and blah, blah, blah. So, okay. so it's we're getting there. Okay. We're still not at the same level. It's pretty early, right? Yeah, it's still early. Okay. 
but uh, we're I mean people are starting to spend money of course it's not like like in the United States like there's some really rich people they're willing to spend I was gonna say are you having to adjust prices because it's such a new thing you keep things a little bit more accessible personally I don't because it changed my yeah yeah, man <laughs> you waiting for it's me to say that? I am black science. The thing is that my book, my policy, my policy through for commissions has changed during the years. Like before, I'd rather do as many as I could, yeah. could so my name could be out there. Yeah. So you, if you had a lot of pieces on comic art fans and stuff like that, uh-huh. and then I slowly started, you know, increasing the prices and at the same time increasing the quality because yeah. I had less to do and I'm, every time I, my policy is to try to have a high uh, level you know, of quality yeah. so people will ask more for that so I can increase the price and do less so I can do even better job than the next one. Right? Like here, is it the same? I'm keeping the same policy. I don't care. I, it's it's not that I'm proud of. Oh, I made twenty. I was back in the day. I was proud that I made twenty five commissions in New right. York. Now I, I don't like all that I care about is that I made three commissions and they were really good. I, I was really happy with that because that's what people see online. Yeah. And decide, oh, this one's beautiful. I want to get that. Yeah. And the more people they want, the more right. people want their your, your work, the more you can jack up the price. Yes. So, at this convention, are people going to come up expecting free sketches? Maybe. And then what do you what do you Maybe. do? Maybe I'll, do I'll a, probably. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be an asshole. Right. You just do a quick because doodle? I appreciate the fact. I I mean I am an asshole, but I don't want to. I was gonna you say know? That's... So <laughs> the grammar was correct. <laughs> so, but uh, so I'm still gonna do it, but just a, a certain time of the day. Yeah. Maybe like, like or end or something. Maybe the first hour of the show and the last hour of the show, like I do in the States, even for signatures, uh, but especially for sketches. Because if you really care about the sketch, you will come at that time. You know, I'm not like Adam Hughes or stuff like that. I want to have like a huge line in front of me. So if you can wait, it means that you care about that and you care about having it. So there you but go, you'll I'll do that. You'll have a different qual- level of quality for the free ones versus Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. The free one are going to be just doodles. Right, right, okay. So, yeah. You should do them the same because you know when that sketch gets out there, that's the, that's the image that people are like, oh, I really want that. Are you going to take that same <laughs> approach, Jeff? Um, yeah. Yeah, and I was just going to say, I'm curious to see what those sketches Mateo does look like, because yeah. I've never seen him do, like, a quick doodle. Like a doodle. I've only seen him do, like, crazy inked, you know. Right. I have a quick doodle you did of me, naked, that you mailed me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Eric? Are you going to do the same thing? Nobody's lining up for me, guys. How oh, would you stop oh, with that fake bullshit? They're all lining up for you guys. That's Actually, I'm going to be more of the guy that's handing out books to people. Oh, I think you're the most full commission list of all of us. No, that's from other shows. Oh, you. 
he did the same thing to Jason did the same thing to you. Yeah, probably Jason added a few pieces that... I think, I think what he did as an exercise was that he didn't know how busy the show was going to be. Yeah, so just in case. Waiting. Yeah. So we might as well get work done while we're here and still make money in a sense. Yeah, you know? especially because there's uh, some people that keep asking for home commissions, which I don't think at the moment. Right. So right. whenever there's a show and I'm not that busy, I can do that. Makes sense. I'm yeah. actually, I might try to get some home commissions when I get home just to, yeah. I've got some like time yeah. to And it's good when I see there there's some really nice commissions that I want to do. Yeah. It's good because I can do, I like working live at shows. So if I do a, I mean, exhibitions. <laughs> so if I do a piece that I really like, I'm glad that people will see it and maybe right. it will bring more people to, well, I you know, think, wanting I mean, people enjoy watching you work more than most other artists I've seen. I mean, I got the right moves, you know, the, the splatter tap, things, tap, yeah, the tap, tap, tap. I was at uh, TwitchCon a few months ago in LA, and there's just one guy that was doing live drawing, not the same stuff that you do, but all he had on was like super tight leather pants. A studded leather jacket and no shirt. And I say, if you and want what? To, no shirt? No shirt. He's just bare chested, leather pants, what? and I think like a raccoon tail coming off of it. <laughs> and I suggest for you, if you want to bump it up for a few euro, right? Like to have your tits jiggle once in a while while you're getting the fucking brush. <laughs> Slow motion, tits jiggling the tail. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. No, seriously, I don't know. Because this is the first year, right? Because from my experience of being, I remember the last time that we were in Luca, there were specifically commissions that were set up to be here. So I finished all of those already. And the culture, I don't know how much has changed. So I don't know how busy I'm going to be. You know? So I don't know if there's a there's a commission version. And there's, I don't even think about it. I don't know until we get into the show and then suddenly it's, right. it's different. Well, in general, what I can tell is that I think even we... You're the only one who's got a sketchbook, right? You, you, what do you mean? I have a little. You have oh, a sketchbook? Oh, okay. Yeah, do. You don't have any sketchbook with you? I think I do. I okay. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like sketchbooks in a European convention, especially an Italian one, they usually sell good. Like that's people, that's the product that they like. Okay. Sketch I brought more. I don't think I could have though. Because Jason didn't come. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Why didn't Jason come? Should we talk about why Jason's yeah, not here? About why. Okay, Eric. Would you well, tell the us quick story? explanation is that Eric is an asshole. Yeah, I'm gonna I like this. I like Eric. I like poisoning animals. Is what I. <laughs> Uh, I brought some. I brought some, some goodies for us to have. I brought some goodies for us to have while we were uh, here in Italy. Goodies. Yeah, I bought some. I bought some treats for us to have while we were in Italy. And while I was staying at Jason's house, his uh, his resourceful dog got to those treats, and uh, it knocked him out a little bit. And by treats, I I mean. Uh, THC laced chocolate covered. Let's not say laced. Infused, yeah. Alright. Uh, infused chocolate covered uh, coffee beans. And there were how many of these beans in the bag? 12? Like 12, totaling to about 1200 milligrams of, of treats. 
And the dog got to him, and uh, it was literally the day before we had to take off. And I, I, I mean, jokes aside, I felt really bad because he had mentioned to me, hey, if you don't want anything that my dog can get to, just put it away. And not thinking about it, just being absent-minded and not being very mindful about it, I just kind of left it alone. <coughs> By the time we got back from lunch and doing a little bit of light shopping before we had to leave, which was all of like four, three to four hours away, um, we'd come home and he had gotten to him and by that time we were yeah we had to really you know jump in the car and go to the local emergency veterinary and all that stuff so I felt bad and that's what that's that's what kept him away from the show yeah but the dog's okay oh he's fine yes. he's fine there's no I mean the complications were I, I think a were honest from the veterinary standpoint but by the time you know, I think it was miscommunicated to him exactly how dire it was because it was nowhere, in my opinion only, there was nowhere near being dire. You know, I'm sure there's going to be people who hear this who have had more experience with it than I have will probably be a little bit more worried, a little bit less worried. But from my perspective, from the time that we, I left the hospital to go meet up with you, the vet was like, oh, he's fine. He's just suffering from, you know, not suffering, but he's just experiencing a little bit of the after effects of, they pumped the dog's stomach. So there wasn't enough in there to be, you know, um, detrimental to his overall health. He was just, you know, going to experience something that has chocolate, that has coffee beans, and has THC. But they got rid of it as much as possible, but it didn't mean some of it didn't incorporate into his system. So by the time I had left, the doctor was like, he's fine. By the time Jason got home, he was like, oh, we got to keep an eye on him. So right, that's what which I'm is sure fucking about. irritating to me because it's like, no, that dog's not going to go anywhere. Now you just planted the seed in my buddy's head that he shouldn't leave the country while he's in this really you know, sensitive situation where it's like, no, that dog is going to be fine. He needed 24 hours to right. get that fully out of his system. But by the time Jason heard it, Jason loves his pet, obviously, naturally. But now he was all paranoid about being out of country if anything goes wrong. It was like, nothing was going to go wrong. Right. He basically had a stoned animal. He had a stoned dog that, <laughs> that was hot, you know, that was being monitored because it wasn't the THC that was the issue, actually. It was the chocolate and the... Okay. And the and the caffeine and the, and the coffee bean but again it's like how you communicate it to your you know to the patient's owner or whatever and it's like Jason gets his mind wrapped around that he just thinks that everything's going to be the worst case scenario and I'm like man these fucking doctors really not and here's the thing if it was Jason's doctor right if it was Jason's uh, uh, dog's doctor yeah. yeah I'm going to guess he would have been a little bit more you know not liberal but at least a little bit more forward with this actually how bad it was but this place was an emergency. Yeah, and right? they always err on the side of extra coffee yeah. caution so no one comes back it's like, you told me it was going to be Yeah, and far be it for me to be, like, ultra paranoid and, like, really sort of just, like, uh, I'm sure part of my guilt is speaking to all of this, but I really feel like they took him out for a ride by way of, like, what they were trying to charge him to, like, oh, let's keep him overnight. Let's keep him a couple nights over, you know? It's like, man, that's fucked up. So that's why Jason's not that's why Jason is not here. He's missing out on all the good shit. So we get into uh, Bologna. Well, we start off in Parma. Yeah. His hometown. It's wonderful. Nice. Great, 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 great town. It's probably my second or third time that I've been there, and it's amazing. Each and every single time. Yeah. 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 And that was a nice chill start to the trip. Then we went to Venice. Went to Venice, yep. That Got was, lost a bunch of times. That was amazing. And then we get to Bologna, we have a dinner. Am I saying that right, Bologna? Bologna, yeah. And we have a dinner with one of the other conflict guests, who is 
Uh, Jeff DeCop. <laughs> and we have, I was going to ask Jeff. I'm leading to Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have Jeff, dinner who was at dinner with us? Um, this kind of no-name artist. I think his name was Kim Jung Ji. Yeah. yeah. How would you feel about this? We'd dinner? never heard of him before. I felt. I felt really good about it, and uh, I mean, listen, hey, Kim Jim Lee, Kim Jim Lee. Hey guys, like, I don't want to, you know. Oh, he shit. said right, something. Right. He said something uh, really interesting at dinner. He, yeah, he did uh, say something what very did he you know, say, Jeff? about you specifically. Right? About, about your work. Yeah. You know, it, like it was unwarranted. No one asked for this. You know, right. it just kind of came maybe out. I should say because it might sound like a brag. If you no, say I think it. you should say. No, it. I'm, I think it's, I'm gonna it's, say it. It's yeah, burned into your mind. Jeff's not a brag. No, right. That's exactly why I'm gonna say it. Because, like, there's no exaggeration here. There's no, nothing like that. But this guy, this, you know, this, he's still coming up, this guy. He's no one, <laughs> no one special. But this guy named Kim, Kim Jung-ji, you know, he, he, he. Is that the president of North Korea? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Central Korea. Central. Central. Not not South. East Korean. So <laughs> on the so, coast. So I've seen I've I've seen him at, at, at uh, in New York a couple times, but I never interrupt him. But he he didn't know who I was, but he recognized me. So he you know he was kind of like oh yeah, I, you know he recognized my face you right, know like the great the great Jeff DeCal. Uh, he thought he was adjusting to Usually, okay, usually. <laughs> usually, usually it's so either, right? usually it's one of those two. Usually it's either the great Jeff DeCal or Justin Timberlake. Right. It's either, but this time he he wasn't sure. You know, he just kind of recognized my face as, as, you know, he saw me somewhere. And I told him, you know, I said, yeah, I've seen you in New York a couple times, but I never want to interrupt you. You're always working and drawing. And he says, and he says, oh, can I see your work? So I said, of course, you know. So we, so I give him my phone. You weren't excited about Sean. Nah. It was kind of it was cool. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a pain in the ass. Cool. Yeah, like I had to yeah. get my phone out of my pocket. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not like you were sneaking candid shots of him yeah, at the dinner. Kind of annoyed there. Like, Okay, yeah. my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, tell a story. Tell you a guys story. nailed it. You guys nailed it. So, <laughs> so I take my phone out of my pocket and I'm showing him my my covers, and I, and he's looking. And you know he says something in Korean, you know, but then his translator says, "Wow, Kim Kim just said that this is what covers should look like." So basically, he said, "You are the standard. Jeff Cow is the standard <laughs> yeah. for a comic book cover." No, listen. I mean, I, I didn't say it. You didn't say it. Kim Jong Ji said it. Right. right. Kim Jong. That's basically exactly what Kim Jong-ji said about my work. So there's no bragging. I'm just basically saying exactly what happened. Right, I mean... Yeah. Like, the ask her, like, why is this guy screaming? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Am I screaming? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure... I mean, we almost forgot that he Suddenly we started just talking in a higher... Yeah, you guys <laughs> just reminded me. Like, and I'm, I'm talking like, loudly. I just, well, just want to make sure that the entire planet you know, knows <laughs> what I'm saying right now. Yeah. As long as it's just the planet that you want is to broadcast to it. That's it. No, just, no that, just, that's no joke. He did say that. He just did, Earth. I only want Earth to know. He did say that. He was he was he was quite earnest about saying it to Jeff, and just the idea that just the look on Jeff's face going yeah, yeah, is the, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. That's why I, I left the room this morning because I knew you wanted to jerk off. 
Yeah. Thinking yeah. about that moment. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't, he didn't have to wait until this morning. He was doing it. He was doing it yesterday. Oh, that was the noise was He was a really, really... He was a really charming guy. Really good guy. Yeah, yeah, really right, talkative, right. really sort of open about, uh, you know, what his, his intentions were, what his goals were as an artist, good family man. So, yeah, I like spending time with him. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize he was married. Yeah. That's children. Yeah. His wife apparently lets him, uh, gave him the permission to uh, start riding uh, dirt bikes. <laughs> Just oh, is that why you're talking about motorcycles? Yeah, I was asking him, I go, what is the thing that you do when you're not doing this? You know, what, I mean, my question was to ask him what he'd want to do in the future, but his, uh, I think he interpreted it as, like, what does he do outside of just drawing? Right. And he told me that uh, his wife finally gave him the green light to, to start riding dirt bikes. And I was like, that sounds fucking dangerous, man. He travels a lot. Six months out of the year, apparently. Uh, Six months yeah, out of the year, he was traveling. Like how he maintains. His I just he, life he was he was like I said he was really open. And he said like you know he misses his family. Sure. He misses being able to uh, you know hang out with his kids or whatever. And, and, it's, and it's and it's crazy because because his level of skill and how humble he is. And then we have other artists That's exactly that are not. You know, like Mateo, that like aren't that good, but they're super arrogant. So it's it's weird. You know? Basically, no, basically I can't change my prices. I am just. I, well, I mean, that's called Mateoing. Sarcasm aside, that was scalaring. the one thing I noticed. Scalaring. Let's call scalaring. scalaring. Okay, You're scalaring the shit somebody out of Somebody's not good, not that good, and he brags a lot. Like, not changing his prices. Arrogant. But yes, that was the one thing I noticed. Here's a. God mode artist. Yeah, I mean, God I mode. can't call him a human being. Yeah. Uh, Anybody here from Dave? No. No, I think Dave's sleeping along. No, no, I'm texting. Dave, Dave took a full Xanax last night. Oh, shit. You know, I tried texting him, but it's He might just want to chill. Did you try WhatsApp? What both was happening? I was sick, um, but it's not delivered and it's not connected yet, so it's probably uh, still sleeping. Oh, yeah, he's so I feel like in 20 minutes, he's probably gonna leave, like 15 minutes. Okay. So we'll this just text him, grab a cab, and I'll give him the address. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about that. That was good podcast <laughs> material. I, I mean, I, I'm it's the important. organizer here, so I, know. I gotta important. make sure that everybody's. Uh, I'm not asking any questions, I'm just following your lead. <laughs> the ideas was an important thing for Don't me, don't get subconscious. Right. Just be you, man. It's it's part of the entertainment of going yeah, up. Yeah, we love you the way you are. Yeah. Until we don't problem. until we can't love you anymore. Yeah, until, and then we tell right. you. Well we'll let you know when we don't love you anymore. As I did. <laughs> we don't love you anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. I stopped. Because yeah. you were getting pissed. Yeah. <laughs> What's so. that Mike Tyson line? I'm gonna love you until you what is it? Oh, yeah. I'm going to... I can't see that. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rape you until you love him. Oh, yeah. I'm going to rape you until you love him. You love no, him. is that... Is that yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he, right after that, he's like, God praise the Allah. Or <laughs> 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 and then he says something else about babies, like, I'm going to eat your babies. Or something. Yeah, no, there's there's a good one like that. It's yeah. like... It's like now, he, he rattled he rattled off a bunch of them at a uh, you know a pre-fight press conference. Right. Jedi mind trick sampled one of them before I saw right. it. Was, right. I'm gonna eat your heart like it's. So, so did Roy. Royce on his new album. Oh. He's like, I'm the greatest ever. I'm yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Jedi yeah. mind trick sampled. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Um. So we have to go pretty soon. You said. 
No, no, I didn't. It wasn't for the podcast. I was just getting uh, worried no, with Dave that. Right, but could, we are going to have to shut this yeah. off in time to get everything together. No, we have time. But yeah, my, what time. Jeff was saying, which I think is very important, is he, he, there's no like game or ego or anything with him where he saw artists on different levels. It's just if. You're an artist, you draw, he's excited about that. Yeah. And he still thinks he needs to get better. That's right. fucking crazy. But we, but we know people in the business that that's exactly how they think. And it's always an ego game. It's just, it's a lesson to see someone who's that incredible just doesn't have any of those games. But that play. frequency, as far as artists are concerned, always kicks in at the weird time of their life. I mean, it doesn't need to be about that anymore. You recognize guys who are really super <clears throat> mediocre. They're always trying to prove that they are as good as they can be, and you know, right. they're always to look for some level of validation. You look, you reach a certain frequency, and I'm not even gonna say level, where it's like you reach a certain point in your life and your work and your and your attitude towards your body of work, where you're just like, oh, it stops becoming about that. You seven was I know the guys that I want to hang out with because the moment I go like, oh, that guy's a student again. Right. right, rather than the the advertising guy, yes. rather than the guy that's like the showman. That's that true to, about you. Yeah, man. It's like I, when when I see that, I go like, oh yeah, you're in a better place. Yeah. And it happens yeah. early, it happens late, but when it does happen, you're like, oh, you're so you're such in a good place. Yeah. And right? so it's hard for me to point at you know uh, the esteemed gentleman and be like, oh yeah, that guy still you know thinks he can get better. Of course he does because that's how he continues to get better. That's how he continues right. to keep his mind open for possibilities. I love those guys who, I, we have, I have very short-term conversations with the guys who don't know any better. Like, it's like, oh, I'm the best there ever was, and I've got this, you know, I've got these many commissions, I've got these kind of work, I'm getting calls from these guys, and I'm all like, cool, dude, you're the guy that I can't travel to Italy with because we don't, we can't talk very long, you know? Yeah, no, do, absolutely. Do you think that arrogance thing is like an American kind of thing with all the American celebrity shit and everybody, like all the reality stars, everybody wants to be somebody? So, uh, like, I think all, there might I be something it's cultural. It's like this human thing. It's, it's human. It's just yeah, human. And a lot of people, like, get caught in their own insecurity. Yeah. So sometimes they have to prove themselves that right. they're worth something and they're professionals and stuff like that. Like, I'm a friend of mine who's a writer. I always talk about that. Like I did a few pages for for a project that I did, and every time it was just for six pages. It was something that it, it was just for fun for me in between issues of like science. So he would call me like, okay, uh, do you want to have dinner? Like he lives far away from my town. He wanted to come over and have a uh, uh, aperitif. The, the thing that you do before drinks before dinner uh, and after dinner together so I can talk to you about the story and, and every time like so we had to have dinner and it was explaining stuff about the story for a short story yeah, for six pages story. Yeah. and every time like I, I would send a page in he would call me and keep me at the phone on the phone for like 40 minutes just okay I have a panel one I love that maybe we could do that and just just stop calling just write me an email because in 40 minutes I'm not gonna I'm not gonna remind, remind anything that you're yeah, telling me yeah. just write me an email so I can see what you think should be changed and I will do that and he wouldn't understand like oh, okay, I'm, I'm, okay I'll send you an email and it will 
write down everything. And the second page goes in, and he's still copying. <laughs> so suddenly I stopped, you know, replying. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, texting, like, send me an email right. about the page. Yeah. But for him, it was like, you know, a conference call. Yeah. Where, you know, I got a meeting right. with this guy for a book that I'm right. doing. But just to prove to himself and other people, I don't know who, that he's a professional because that's really professional. You know? Having a meeting, right. having a phone, uh, uh, you know, work call. And you're the instead big Instead of just an email where nobody sees that you're doing it, you know. So that's, it's, that comes from yeah, and I think there's two key in things that when it happens, again, in as far as like what your brain is too, tuned into, it's like validation is important, right? But depending on who, where you are and your point in your career, the two versions of validation, it defines you for me, which is the external one, right? When, I, when you need people telling you, yeah. this is awesome, this is great, you need to write up, you need to be able to make these phone calls. That's an external validation. Yeah. You can see me physically calling you in order for me to be like, hey, I'm giving you direction, this is a collaborative process. And then there's the internal validation, where you just go like, I know how to self-evaluate, I know how I can get better, and I don't need a ton of people telling me, yeah. oh, right. this is amazing. Right. Right? Yeah. So that, those two things are in constant, are in constant, um, uh, a point of uh, point of reference. It's a it's a it's a metric for me to go like, oh, you don't need people telling you how awesome you are. When I was telling Ken Jungi, you guys were like, man, every time we talk about you or anytime people talk about you, they always look at your body of work as being godlike, being next level. That you just see everything, you just draw everything. And his reaction to that was just like. I don't know if it's godlike, but it's just the thing that I do. Right. Right. It's a level like if you tell that to the wrong individual, he will know how to leverage that conversation to go like, oh yeah, and it's also this thing. Also, it's almost like a, you know you've heard people be humble, and but not really mean it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He could have done that. He could have done that, but he right. would just go like he didn't have a context of what that meant to be called that term. He just yeah. go like he, it, it's as if he couldn't register it. Right. Yeah. He would just say like, well. I just take, and it's in the way that he said it, that you kind of understood it, where he said, like, I, I talked about how, how we do things. We start off with a rough sketch, we clean it up, and blah, 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 right? right? And we get to the final product. He, on the other hand, just goes, like, I see the thing, and I realize I can I can save so much more time if I just take the final sketch out of it. Yeah. Just matter-of-factly, right? Well, right. Nice. Yeah, but for me, to, to hear that, oh, it must be cool to not have to worry about that shit, but for him, he just realized, like, eh, I yeah. just took that part out. Yeah, not not in a dismissive, look how much cooler. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think that the, uh, are we calling that the external evaluation? and in Internal one. Internal yeah. and external? Validation, yeah. Validation. Yeah. So do you think that people skip to the uh, external when they don't want to deal with the internal evaluation? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true. true. I don't know if that's true. I think it's because they haven't found the right thing to internally validate. The okay. only thing that they've ever known from being a small little child all the way up to where they are in their adulthood is somebody patting them on their back and saying, man, that's amazing. Good job, kid. Good job, little boy. Good job, little girl, blah, blah, Up until they're at high school, when you're doing critiques in front of people and a group of people and they put your, put your art up, everybody's telling you, oh, you're so amazing. When they're getting write-ups in different magazines, oh my gosh, this guy's the next best artist. They don't have the muscle trained yet to yeah. go internally and focus on like, those are all amazing, that's great, that's something I can put in my next dust cover, blah, 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 I can put on my gravestone, but what does it mean for me to get better at my craft? Yeah. They don't have those muscles yet because yeah. that's not inherent when you're a child. 
nobody trains you with that line of thinking, right? That, that also makes me think of, like, happiness, where, you know, the phrase, like, happiness comes from within. Yeah. We're all, you know, people are always seeking the outside to make them happy, like right. relationships, like or like women and right. and money, and and they think that's right. going to make them happy. But you know, obviously, when you when you learn, I guess more Eastern ways of thinking, you know, that that's where when the happiness comes from within, and that's yeah. you know all within you, and that's you know you're fulfilled, you know, by yourself. And but right. a lot of people, have, a lot of people have trouble with that. That's you what know. we were talking about the the other day. I forget who we were talking about with about people who have a lot of money, like. Oh, yeah. Up to seven, like once you like, yeah. once you start making seventy five thousand dollars a year in the states, up to that it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, you're as happy as you're gonna be, and making more than that never makes you happier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, After and that, fact, money is not a factor. Right. Money's not the problem at that right. point. You're the problem. I mean, and then it, and cool then it goes <clears throat> money, but it doesn't make any difference. Like if you're unhappy, you keep being unhappy. Even right. If you make, if you double that. Yeah, and the thing and then you put more value into the money as as you associate it with your happiness, right? Right. You start again using an an, an external yeah. point of reference. But, the, but yeah. they did the, the study did show that like if you if you're making like 30,000 because of the stresses of money, yeah. you will be happier at 75, yeah. but beyond that, not so. Yeah. And then it goes backwards because the more money you make, the more responsibility you have. You know, your, your business grows, you have more employees, you have more insurance or whatever, and then you have, you have more to worry about, right. you have more to stress about, right. and then so you're going backwards. And you're also, like, you start to hit a ceiling where right. you're always looking as, like, as those bumps, those financial bumps as being validating your happiness and then those bumps are fewer and far between right. but without you know let me be clear money ain't so bad I love money right? yeah no no absolutely no, the study would demonstrate that I don't know how you measure happiness but probably they they used a few factors to yeah, sure. you know to measure happiness yeah. so in between zero and 75,000 per year money was a factor yeah. actual like people that made in general $50,000, let's say, and we're tendentially happier. Yes. As a, yeah. Than people that made 20000 yeah. Right. But after 70000 there was no giant bump. Yeah, gi- yeah. Giant bump that could tell, okay, this is a factor. Yeah. Right. Sure, fair enough. And it was a, it was a really. You know, I love being greedy, though. I, oh, the, yeah, no, absolutely. Greed for me is You're amazing. far from greedy. I love, yeah, but I just hide it well. You hide it by being generous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love greed. Yeah, greed is good. It was really interesting to into the you know internal evaluation exterior. Yes, I see it. I see it all the time. I get caught up in the external stuff a lot. It's natural. It's a good thing. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, I catch myself doing that all the time. And then like there comes a point when. The craft doesn't live up to the hype, which is the worst part, right? Right. Which you like, and I think that's when the the harshest criticism comes in, because you start getting into. Um, it's not so bad when you're in a circle of friends and you're jerking each other off, <laughs> because, <laughs> because those are the guys that you trust yeah. with that sort of honesty. Those are the best times. Yeah, it's when it's when it starts expanding outwardly. Yeah. 
that people have a resentment towards that over-complimentary nature. Yeah. That guy's not as fucking good as everybody thinks he is, right? Yeah. How the fuck oh, is right, right, like, right. When you start getting into that space, that's when it becomes really dangerous because you're now being judged based on the hype that you're getting rather than the body of work. They didn't no. want to listen to the idea that you're self-reflective and you're trying to get better. Yeah, All no, they absolutely. hear is the hype, right? All they see is success. Every time that you sell a gazillion copies of like Black Science, nobody knows that you're trying to get better page by page by page. All they see is the thing that they don't have, which is black science, right? Yeah. It's your success. So inevitably, the inherent like, you know, um, jealousy comes in, mm-hmm. right? The resentment comes in. How come I'm not as popular as blah, 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 blah? Rather than having like, I, I'm a firm believer of regardless of what successful people are, I use your personal experience as a roadmap on how I can make myself mm-hmm. successful. I don't use it as to say like, I'm much better than he is, yeah. right? My trajectory, right. I set that for myself. My version, my definition of success, I set that for myself. I don't use your version. I use it as a point of reference. And if I start saying, I want my own book and I want my own success based on that book, I want my own blah, 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 blah you know, whatever yeah. it is. I don't use you and go and be resentful to the concept that I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. This is something right. I told the guys at the, um, when we went to the, the school in, is it Reggio? Yeah. Yeah. So when I went to this, like people are always like, "Oh, I want to have the things that you have." Of course you do, right? Uh, That's fine. It's not. It's not unachievable. Yeah, it's not unachievable. All I all I told them was that I got a twenty year head start on everybody, right? So in twenty years, if you do the same shit that I do, it's not a guarantee, but you're gonna get fucking close. All I did was get ahead of you, right? Yeah. Now, in a, in a sense of, like, where our age group is concerned, like, when we're relatively close and, and the gap is very small, I just go, like, oh, good, he can fucking do it, huh? right? I don't look at it as, like, oh, man, that guy did this, he got lucky with X, he can... No, I just look at it yeah. as, like, well, if he can fucking jump off a cliff, so can I. Right. I'm just I'm the one that hasn't jumped off a cliff yet. Right, right. right? right. Going, like, what did that guy do to deserve jumping off a cliff? I'm like, fuck, dude. Go jump off the cliff, see what happens. Right. right. But do you think that when a person has a nice relationship with the, you know, with himself, the internal yeah. evaluation? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that he's really, it's harder for people to attack? Like, I think that people attack when they see, like animals, when they see that a person is really counting on the external evaluation. So you make it, you make it, um, it's evident that yeah. you care yeah. so much you about know, you how like people it, feel it, about it your stuff. It, it so that's where people attack. Because to me, I never feel attacked. I was like, just going to say, no one, no one if, ever talks does, shit about I don't, you. I don't feel attacked. I'm like, you know, I think your word is shit. I'll never read Black Science. I'm like, I'm sorry about that, but cool. It, makes it, you to think. it, makes it, it doesn't hurt me at all. So what happens in, yeah. that, in that scenario that you said, I think... When people understand something bothers you, they know how to attack you. Yeah. Right. Right? So it's similar to what were we talking about, Jeff, a few nights ago where you're like, oh, so and it was, I think it was Sean that took a dig at me. And I was like, oh, yeah, but it's probably because I have a small penis. Right. And it took Wait, all what, the, what did I do? I, this is an example. Oh. Right. We oh, I made the comparison to a mile with Eminem at the end when oh, he, right. he knew like he knew all the all the, the disses that the uh, that the other can battle rapper. Can that with you doing the trip? Yeah. yeah, let's do that. So we can. Yeah. Can, can you call him? Uh, well, let's just, let Jeff finish the story. And I'll press stop. And we can start it up again. Yeah. Uh, so, ah, OK. Uh, I was thinking about while going. But well, it's going to make fine. noise. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Like, yeah. So, so at the end of Eight Mile, when they're when they're gonna battle, it's like the grand finale battle. Like uh, uh, Eminem 
Eminem knew all the bad, all the disses that the other rapper was gonna say about him. So, so, he, so, he, so he went first, and and in his in his battle rap, just said all the disses that he knew were gonna be said yeah, to him. Yeah. Just put them out there. Disarmed him. Disarmed him, and then the dude had nothing to say because exactly. it, was, it was all out. So similarly to what you're saying, Matt, which is like. I, I already know all the shortcomings that you could say to me. There's nothing that you can say that'll hurt me, right? right. So that's that's an internal concept. You've already made yourself aware to be like, yeah, yeah I know I'm weak at this. Or even if you right. say that, yeah. there's so, like everything that you're saying right now is so much lighter than the things that yeah, I can say absolutely. to myself, right? So when you're being when you're being um, when the the infrastructure of your personal worth is built externally, right, yeah. and people see that they can bother you. It's so yeah, much easier to bother you. Yeah, that's right. so much easier for so you to be bothered. So you think that the desire of attacking a person of success is still there? Oh, yeah. But they just know that they cannot hurt you, so yeah. they avoid wasting time. Yeah, doing why, it. why do it if that guy is yeah. already... Okay. Well, but I also they, think... They still want to. Oh, they want to. Okay. Don't get me wrong. You think they want to? No, yeah. I think oh, that yeah. naturally... They wouldn't want you because they wouldn't want to because... They I just feel like when it comes to Mateo, he's just such a... Generally happy, no ego, no. There's nothing. going to be yeah. guys. Just wait and like so. My my like the the metric by which I do is like watch Matt turn if 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 and when right if Mateo ever turns into an asshole, right, mm-hmm. and he starts becoming the different person that he is now, which okay. is like you can't say anything to me that'll bother me. I already know, <clears throat> or I'm so much harder on myself than anybody else. If he ever does switch on the other side of the fence and suddenly he lets external things bother him, watch how many people would jump down okay. his throat. Yeah, well, so yeah, then, that that. So oh. in your opinion, you're just wait. They're just waiting. They're waiting, okay. right? The same okay, people who gotcha. are willing to bring you up and say, like, dude, that guy is fucking amazing. If they're not in your close circle of friends who you can trust and depend on, they're just waiting for the other for the okay. other shoe to go. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So um, you want oh, what time? Noon. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to stop this. People think you're stuck up, but we're all super good friends. It's only natural, I suppose. But we're all super good friends. Um, I get the feeling that you're admired, but... Um, I'm above average. I got so much beef, I can barely sleep. Paranoia got me losing on my Z's all day. Good dog, mama praying on the knees all day. If you still frightened when I up it, I'ma squeeze. Bad companies, bad for your company. Bad companies, bad for your company. Mag in the ski mask, in case you come for me. Got the mag in the ski mask, in case you come for me. When I say I got beef, they don't want no beef. When they say they got beef, they don't wanna eat. If you said he want smoke, they don't want no steam. She put a beat on a tee. Had a bachelor's degree. PhD while selling speed. Fix the face and fix the weed. Not working on the self esteem. Hit a block. Yo, this flop, nigga, where you at? Pin the drop. Uh, my new map location be the flop. On the app. Bottles keep on coming, keep on coming. Pop, 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 ring 
nigga saw you know the trap jumping. That, that, that nigga looking at me, he owe me some money. Hit him with the tummy, now that nigga crumping. Why, why these niggas playing guys? They don't want no problems with me. My shooters got good eyes. You know I brought some shotters with me. Might not hit a bad stop. They say that someone top was missing. Them niggas were opposition. They move wrong. So I shot them bitches. Dark shades, too much smoke. Got the belly, see the fumes. Acting brand new like I don't see it when I do Who them folks who want smoke, you too close Give me room, phony folks, play it close Do the most, don't they? Bad company, that's bad for your company Bad company, that's bad for your company Mad cow disease, now you in a ton of beef Black mag tuck underneath my new blue dunkery Flintstone bust down, color Marikami Fruity pebble, bezel, Wilma, Betty, Fred and Barney Bad bitch from out of town, I think she model have Mikami Wrist game, lucky charm, told my jeweler leprechaun me I'ma come clean, I got hella beef Paranoia got me rolling on my sleeves, okay Niggas hatin' cause I'm up and up the freeze Whole team got these on they tees all day. I got so much beef, I could barely sleep. Paranoia got me losing on my Z's all day. Good love, mama praying on the knees all day. If you still frightened when I up there, I'ma squeeze. I'm above average.